Hi folks. Um, so a quick heads up on today's episode. Um, I do always try and make sure that there is no inappropriate content or language features in each episode. Uh, but somehow a couple of naughty words slipped past me on this one. So uh, a little note uh, that if there's younger listeners, um, parental discretion is advised on this one. Um, and generally the episode might be more appropriate um, for some of our older listeners instead. Um, slapping a little 18 plus um, on this episode which is some of the language that has slipped through um, and many apologies I will try harder <laughs> in the future all right let's head in how you doing out there today I'd like to extend a hearty recommendation that each and every one of you find your favorite reading nook heck maybe build a blanket for it if you're feeling fancy and just curl up with your favorite comic. Uh, And you know what else we need to complete the vibe? A kickin' soundtrack. So let's get into it, shall we? watering. (laughs) That song makes me crazy in the greatest way possible. I'm vibing and I hope you are too. This is Comics Youth Radio presents Lockdown at the Disco and I am your book hungry host Amy Roberts and today's episode is all about comic books. I'm a little surprised it's taken us this long to reach this theme considering how intrinsic comic books and comics and manga are to what we do here at Comics Youth, where we read and create a lot of comics as part of our regular sessions. 
For those of you who might be new to this show and maybe haven't gotten the memo, uh, Comics Youth is a youth organization for youth by youth based in the Liverpool city region. Um, We do a whole bunch of creative workshops for marginalized and super sassy young people where we make things like comic books, zines, blogs, and poetry jams in order to get the youth voice as elevated and as heard as it deserves to be. Um, And this is our podcast, which we proudly produce with our young people on a weekly basis. If you want some more information about us and what we do, you can check out our website, comicsyouth.co.uk. Opening the show there was the wonderful Devo with Girl You Want from the soundtrack to the 1995 movie adaptation of Alan Martin and Jamie Hewlett's Tank Girl. And Tank Girl was a comic book that had a huge impact on me as a young, marginalised young person who never quite found their vibe within the usual comic book fair of superheroes, which I I grew up with and which I loved in many ways. Um, You know, all about Rogue and Gambit in X-Men. You know, uh, that that was a big vibe. Um, But they didn't really, like those kind of like superhero books didn't really speak to me or my values or my personality in the same way that Tank Girl did when I discovered it as a 13 year old (laughs) wanting to, you know, find new things and find my thing. And Tank Girl is an anarchic blast of fun about a supremely wild punk rock chick in the middle of this dystopian landscape who just goes about her days having loads of fun and fighting bad dudes in an array of crazy clothes. And the thing that really clicked with me about Tank Girl as a young person is the idea of facing off against a cruel, oppressive, and and desolate world with a huge grin and a whole lot of mischief. And as a character, she always prioritizes having a great time and kicking it with her gang of fellow outcasts, even when life is kind of rubbish. And when the world is as terrible as it can be, And uh, wow, 2020 has really taken the trophy on that one, huh? (laughs) Um, It pays to never lose sight of having fun and being a little bit silly, you know? Like, that's survival, honey. Um, And speaking of things that are fun and a little bit silly, please hop inside this ramshackle time travel machine that I've just built out of Capri Sun cartons and pot noodle cups here. Don't worry. It's safe, I think. Maybe. Uh, And let's go back to a time before gritty reboots made everyone lose sight of a superhero who, to my mind at least, should have always remained in the world of camp and silly and fun. This is the very camp and very silly and very fun Bat Dance by Prince. Oh, I got a live one here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
and where and where is the Batman? Love remains 
but when it snows, my eyes become alive and the light that you shine can't be seen. on the go, yeah. sorry (laughs) oh dear you know uh, why am I like this Um, sorry to interrupt seal there Um, so I forgot that there was a couple of naughty words in bat dance Uh, you can add that to whatever bingo uh, chart you have going on of things that Amy messes up during this show Um, but I'd like to assure everyone that Prince does say funk in that song and nothing more nefarious um and that song right there was kiss from a rose by seal um from the soundtrack to joel schumacher's fabulous batman forever and it was requested by tom um and it's a song that myself and comics youth art director stee have made a blood oath um a covid safe blood oath i should add um, to sing that song in karaoke together whenever this hellscape uh, is over and done with. 
<laughs> I won't make a direct reference to what that hellscape is because we all know and we don't need reminding of it. Um, so that's a frightful thing to look forward to, eh? Uh, I guess you got a little preview of the horror of uh, what that's going to be like. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I won't hear a bad word about Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. Um, I know... A lot of bros like to pretend they never happened and that, you know, these films actively set back superhero and comic books before the massive MCU boom from the early 2000s onwards, but damn, I love them. Um, And I love that Schumacher, who was one of the few openly gay filmmakers in mainstream Hollywood at that time and since, actually... um, Uh, that he never compromised his queer vision. You know, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are daft and ridiculous. Sure, you know, uh, they have their flaws. Let's say that much. But there's so much fun. And, oh, that noise was my phone, by the way, falling off the table. Um, (laughs) But there's so much fun. Uh, And they're unabashedly camp in queer. And anyone who has read a lot of Batman comics, and I did when I was a kid, will know that there has always been queer subtext to the the character Um, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. I don't want to make any uh, suggestions that there was anything more than a mentorship relationship going on between Batman and Robin, but uh, listen, you see what you see. You know what I mean? You see what you see. And when Chris Nolan made his trilogy of films and gave them shall we say, a real conservative spin. That side of Batman was sadly scrubbed from the lens and it all got very serious, which is a little bit crazy when you think about it. Like, you know, I like those films in many ways. Um, I'm also, I don't love them, I'll say that much. But there's something wild about trying to make serious cinema about an eccentric rich dude who likes to wear a rubber suit and dress as an element of his childhood trauma in order to vanquish villains. Like, I'm sorry, like, that. come on, come on. You're not gonna win an Oscar for that. Well, you might do actually. Anyway, tangent. Even Tim Burton's take on Batman, though dark and gritty, retains elements of camp and fun because Batman kind of is a silly character. And though his world is dark and grim, there's also an uncanny weirdness to it, which perhaps loses some impact when you take it at face value. In Burton on Burton, uh, Tim Burton said, part of what interested me was that Batman is a human character who dresses up in vulgar costumes. It's the freakish nature of it, and I found it the most terrifying thing. I also love that take on Batman that went around a few years ago on social media, which I don't know if you saw it or not, but um, it's been in my mind a lot recently. And this hot take suggested that Bruce Wayne could easily solve a lot of the crime and underlying issues uh, that cause crime within Gotham City if he just invested his infinite fortune into the city Um, and the neglected support systems within the city, you know, rather than piling that money into weapons and gadgetry with which to make himself a hero and to tackle the problems with violence. You know what I mean? I guess that kind of swings back into the current conversation we're all having about institutional and systemic violence and how defunding the police and allocating that money to better serving social issues and mental well-being is maybe what society needs at the moment. a little something for y'all to chew on there anyway. Um, and that's the last you'll be hearing about conventional superhero comics this episode. Because next up, we are jamming uh, with some independent fair. And first up on that particular chopping block uh, is the incredible Black Sheep by Metric from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. <laughs> Come on, 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 come on,
पहचान हो जीना आसान हो जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो दिल को चुराने वालों आंख न चुराओ नाम तो बताओ जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो दिल को चुराने वालों आंख न चुराओ नाम तो बताओ जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो
बोलो ये ना बोलो तुम हो गए इशारे सीधी सीधी चोट हुई दिल पे हमारे सीधी सीधी चोट हुई दिल पे हमारे सीधी सीधी चोट हुई दिल पे हमारे जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो दिल को चुराने वालों आंख न चुराओ नाम तो बताओ जान पहचान हो जीना आसान हो to that that was John Pehchan Ho by Mohammed Rafi from the soundtrack to the 2001 movie adaptation of Daniel Klaus's Ghost World and it's the tune that kind of introduces the movie with uh, lead character Enid played by Thora Birch dancing away to it with clips from the incredible 1965 Bollywood horror film Gumnam spliced in between it uh, which is where that song comes from uh, and by the way uh, if you've not seen that film uh, I heartily recommend you track down a copy um, I watched it recently and I can't recommend it enough uh, Gumnam is this wild musical ghost story slasher film <laughs> um, and it's a wild ride uh, it's a lot of fun and before that we had Black Sheep by Metric as requested by Ellie and that comes from the soundtrack to the 2010 film adaptation of Brian Lee O'Malley's Scott Pilgrim vs the World and what a soundtrack that is uh, it's jam after jam on that thing and Ellie says of the Scott Pilgrim books um, I've lost count of how many times I've read this series as much as I enjoy the movie the books have a special place in my heart they're funny ridiculous and heartwarming what it has to say about growing up and trying to become a better person resonated with me when I was an idiot teenager I'm sure you weren't an idiot teenager Ellie um, I find that very hard to believe but I do definitely look back on who I was as a teenager and go wow what a dummy um, but I guess that's all part of growing up isn't it and um, both Ghost World and Scott Pilgrim are books about coming of age and kind of figuring out your identity and ultimately fighting for it in some way you know they're both books featuring wonderfully flawed protagonists who ultimately see the error in their ways and strive to make changes um, and fight to be better you know um, and that process of growing up which continues long after you leave your teen years by the way uh, but which gets easier as you get older just FYI uh, it's all about that process um, something else that I love about those books and about a lot of indie comics in general including Tank Girl which I mentioned at the start of this show is that they feature a lot of music within them you know the characters listen to songs or they make songs and it really helps to bring the narrative alive and to connect you to their world via music and last year when Comics Youth had a booth at Thought Bubble I picked up the amazing All the Sad Songs by Summer Pierre 
And it's an outstanding indie comic book in which Pierre talks about her lifelong struggle with mental health and the songs that soundtracked her journey to identifying, accepting and working through mental illness. And each section of the book focuses on a different period of her life and the mixtapes that were made during that time, either by herself or by boyfriends or by friends. And she talks in depth about the songs that really resonated with her on those tapes and why. And it's just incredible. I really recommend it. Um, And the last book series that I wanted to mention on this vibe is Love and Rockets by Gilbert and Jamie Hernandez. It's an incredible book series set within a Latin American community and it features gorgeous characters and relationships, including a few queer ones. And one storyline from those books that has remained in my heart since I read them uh, is the one between uh, teenage queer punk rockers Maggie and Hopi. Hopi has a band in it and they're super cool Um, and uh, Maggie and Hopi regularly listen to songs together and it just builds this wonderful world that you can listen along to with them and one of the songs they listen to together is this absolute punk rock jam right here. Um, I think it's about a six pack of Capri Sun and nothing heavier. Mm, maybe I don't know this is Black Flag with Six Pack and it was requested by Anna
again didn't I I uh kind of uh kind of I don't know how many times I've listened to six pack you know in my life don't know how it slipped past me that there was a couple of naughty words in it <laughs> I'm so sorry oh the effing and jeffing um my apologies please please don't write to me and complain I'm doing the best I can right now <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on, I hope at least a couple of you put a bet on that I was going to play a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure tune, because if you know me, it was inevitable really. That was Roundabout by Yes, and I sadly had to cut that one short because we don't have time on this show for the full eight minutes of it. Are you kidding me, Yes? Yari yari. Uh, now... I was introduced to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure by a very nice boy at the start of this year and I am completely and utterly obsessed. Um, I love the anime, which you can watch on Netflix, though where's the wise, watch it with subtitles if you can, because the dub is absolutely horrendous. Um, And I'm also currently working my way through Hirohiki Araki's manga of it at the moment, and it's sensational in a completely different way to the anime. Both are brilliant though, obviously. Um, It's an oddball, fun, anarchic series with incredible characters, very lovable. Um, And while it's a whole lot of fun, it somehow also manages to tug at the heartstrings as these characters face off against evil and you realize that nobody is safe in this world, uh, no matter how much you might love particular characters, you know, and root for them. 
Um, Araki seems to love putting your faves in a direct line of peril or killing them outright and in unexpected, devastating ways. <laughs> and it's it's reduced me to tears on many an occasion, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and there's also something just fabulously queer about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Araki has mentioned in interviews that he wanted the manga to be inclusive to the LGBTQIA community, but that he also struggled to include non-coded representation due to pushback from his editors who refused to publish anything conspicuously and canonically queer. Um, but there's a lot of coded queerness to each story, and many of the characters, particularly in later parts, are conspicuously androgynous, which we stan. Um, and Araki also came out and said that Dio, uh, who's like a pretty major character, uh, that Dio is canonically bisexual in the books. He, uh, he just couldn't make like very oblique references to that fact. Um, it makes sense though, you know, Dio's sexy. That's just the way it is. <laughs> um, for any of you looking for more directly queer comics to enjoy though, I'd like to direct you all to Alice Oseman's Heartstopper series, uh, which Lucas M has been reading recently and which we all love here at Comics Youth. Um, it features really positive queer relationships and is an absolute dreamboat of a page turner. On a similar vibe, we also recommend the incredible Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, which is all about young lesbian love, um, but also about ditching toxic relationships in favor of ones that serve us in ways that make us deservedly cherished. Um, and last but not least, read Lumberjanes, um, a fabulous adventure story set at a camp for hardcore lady types, <laughs> which features some wonderful queer romance and non-binary representation, and it's just such a blast to read. Um, and now we're going to return to some bombast with this next song requested by Lucas M, taken from the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack. This is Led Zeppelin with Immigrant Song. Soon you'll be drenched to the bone 
If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon, for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Was a loser, now will be later to win For the times, they are a-changing Senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing The curse it is cast The slow one now will later be fast As the present now will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now will later be last For the times they are a-changing That was little Bobby Dylan with the times they are a changing. Ain't they just little Bobby? Ain't they just? And that was taken from Zack Snyder's 2009 adaptation of Alan Moore's brilliant Watchmen. I still don't know if I love or hate that movie. Uh, it is what it is, I guess. Um, it's not a great adaptation of a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> that's putting it politely. But there is something terrible and enjoyable about it nonetheless. Uh, they'll let it be known that I nearly walked out of the cinema when I went to see it because it made me so mad. Um, I don't know what I expected. Um, anything better, really. Um, but I've rewatched it in the past few years and, you know, I didn't hate it. So who knows? Maybe I'm just getting soft, you know. Um, the opening credit sequence uh, with that song playing over it is arguably probably the best scene in the movie, which uh, doesn't bode well for the film generally, does it? When uh, when your opening credit scene is like the standout. Um, oh, well, better luck next time, Zack Snyder. Maybe you'll, maybe one day you'll make a good film. <laughs> anyway, um, that brings us to the end of another episode. Um, thanks so much for hanging with me um, and for listening. And please feel free to drop me an email um, via amy at comicsyouth.co.uk if you want to suggest anything to be played on the air or have a shout out you'd like to share to someone. And I'll do my very best to get back to you and to include it. Um, next week's episode is going to see us pl trying to enjoy this season a little bit um, with the summer episodes. 
Um, I know things are rubbish right now, but we can still vibe with some summery treats and talk about the things we love best about summertime and the things the things we do that make us feel like, yes, summer has arrived and it's awesome. Um, so be sure to tell me what summer jams you want to hear for that and to share with me your shout outs for the things that make you feel summery. You know, that can be an all year round vibe. Like sometimes in the winter, you put on a summer jam just to feel a bit of light, you know? So hit me up with those songs and we'll see what we can do. Um, And until then, remember, everything is not cool, but it can be. Stay safe, stay sassy and good grief. Keep your nose in a good comic. This is Vince Guaraldi with You're In Love, Charlie Brown. And this is Amy Roberts signing off. Bye.